looks could be deceiving. Impulsively, he started to sprint, urgently needing to see Kate or his daughter Teresa, or some sign of them, just to make sure. Then he slowed, fell back into his regular pace, forcing himself to fight the panic. No one knew the dangers of these waters better than Kate, and Teresa had told him she would be gone all afternoon. Whatever had happened this time, it couldn't concern any of them. He took a deep breath felt the pulse at his neck, and checked his watch. He had made four miles in 31 minutes, 26 seconds. Not his old time, he thought, but getting closer. Tejeda wiped his face again, and standing at a 15-yard remove, tried to match names to the faces as the body squad arrived from the parking lot. Mild transitory aphasia, the doctor had told him. Why, he wondered, could he always remember that phrase when so many other labels had been swallowed by the black holes in his mind? Tejeda dug out forensic investigator Vic Spago's name first. Not from his bald head glistening in the sun or the porcine snort at the end of his laugh. It was the stench of Spago's thin black cigar carried by the breeze as the jeep drove past him that jarred loose twenty years' worth of memory clips. Vic Spago lit his Armenian cheroots only when he was working. The smoke, Tejeda always suspected, was some sort of old-world talisman against the deaths that were Spago's bread and butter or maybe it simply deadened his sense of smell. Tejeda looked again at the fifty yards of open sand he would have to cross to reach Kate's stairway. No way he could do it unseen. What do you think it is? An afternoon regular, one of the small legion who traded their Brooks brothers and wingtips for shorts and running shoes after office hours, fell into place beside Tejeda, breathing hard. Don't know, Tejeda said. Probably some tourist. Got himself caught in the riptide. Yeah, the man panted. People should read the warning signs. But he seemed seduced by what he imagined he might find ahead, and sprinted on with new energy. Walking now, Tejeda passed a once pasty white woman splayed on her back on the sand, apparently oblivious of both the incoming tide lapping closer to her feet and the brouhaha at the rock. She glowed red now from too much sun along the tops of her thighs and her round cheeks. Tejeda thought about how sore she would be tonight and how any local would have known better and would have known to stay away from Bird Rock when the tide was coming in, he thought, as he noticed the brightly colored plastic toys scattered on the sand around her. There was no child in sight. As he thought about waking her, she opened her eyes and sat up. She looked around, squinting. Eric, she called, scrambling to her feet. And then, with panic as she saw the lifeguards in the crowd, Eric! As she ran past him, he wanted to tell her there was no need to hurry once Spago's services had been called for. Spago looked up when he heard the woman's cry, and gazing past her, spotted Tejeda. He grinned and waved. Hey, Lieutenant, Spago yelled at him. Tejeda waved back and thought again about escape, but Spago was already slogging out of the surf and heading for him. No way he could be avoided. It was just that this forgetting was so embarrassing. The woman had plunged into the crowd. Seeming unaware of her, Spago pulled a fresh cheroot from his pocket and lit it, grinning still at Tejeda through the smoke. Come on, Spago encouraged. They won't take away your disability if you sneak a quick peek. Vowing to himself that he would get no more involved in saying hello to everyone, Tejeda took a few deep breaths, then walked into the path that had cleared through the crowd. Hey, Lieutenant, Spago said again as he thrust his rubber-gloved paw toward Tejeda. Couldn't stay away, could you? Hey, yourself, Vic. Tejeda shook the clammy rubber. What is this, department beach party? Yeah. Spago gave Tejeda a cynical wink. It's your backyard. You bring the weenies? He is the weenie. What's his name? The gopher from the coroner's office waited for a turn at Tejeda's hand.
Nice to see you again, Lieutenant. Come take a look at today's Blue Plate special. Tejeda hesitated for a moment. Had to be something major to bring out this particular assortment of investigators. He was more than curious, but the lapses in his head held him back, chagrined. Out of the nine officials here, Spagas was still the only name Tejeda could drag to the surface. Kate kept telling him to take it easy, but the pieces of his mind were slowly falling back into place. In the meantime, all he had to do was ask these people their names. Everyone knew what had happened to him, but he was sick to death of that pitiful stare people gave him when one of his pieces came up missing. He doesn't want to look. His former partner had waded out of the water to greet him, his smile reserved. Doesn't want to come down out of his castle on the bluff. <laughs> right. Tejeda extended his hand to his partner, hoping the physical contact would jar the right name loose. But nothing happened. How's it going? Not bad. You're looking a hell of a lot better. Yeah.